Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the After the Show podcast, Precious Show. We don't care, we're about to swear on the air. It's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KBJ, get your skate every single day. It's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Hello and welcome to the KBJ After the Show podcast. Welcome, everyone. Good to have you here today. Got to... Um, <laughs> he went through a light, nice long pause. I'm like, okay, no one's going to say anything. We'll move on to never. Tiny's never been my thing. <laughs> well, I thought you were asking us, and then I'm like, is he asking the people? I did. It was just a long pause. I'm like, okay. Well, Who's he talking to? I'm like, are going. we being dicks by not answering him back so that I. <laughs> talking to you? Yeah. Talking to you or talking to me? Got uh, several emails, people talking about the KBJ moment that lives rent-free in your head. Just odd things that maybe you play back at an odd time that always keeps coming up from the show. And Alberto said, I was listening back to a segment you had last week about KBJ moments that live rent-free in your head. And one for me is the episode from seven years ago when Kevin had to try to give Aunt Ann an apology. I freaking lose it every time I see that video. The fact that Kevin can't hold it together and turns bright red like a tomato trying to give a sincere apology is hilarious. <laughs> we had a lot of great moments with an on Okay, She yeah. was a rock star. Mm-hmm. Also, another one that uh, Alex in Vero Beach said was, uh, mine was the video, Will Jaybird Get Aroused? It featured a hot dog neck Kev in Virginia grinding on Bird as he sits in a chair and is wearing these thin white see-through pants. Freaking hilarious. I think we also gave me a Viagra, too. Yeah, I think it might have been. We should bring that back. Let's see if the old equipment's still working as good. We drugged you and then molested you? You can't drug the person that was like, yeah, drug me, drug me, rub on me. Yeah. Let's see it's, if I get a bobe. It's not a drugging if you give it to yourself. No, I, right. the, the problem would have been if I wasn't involved in the bit. That would have been the real drama. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, those are uh, some classics. Um, also, somebody said, yeah, you got to do the pies galore for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of like a tradition. We have uh, our holiday traditions. We got pies galore for Thanksgiving and Christmas shoes. And then the uh, we also have the battle rap Aunt Anne does against Kevin during Christmas time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that is pies galore. Is it? I think so, yeah. I think the Christmas battle rap is pies galore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up for the holidays. Always love that. A little explanation here from Brett on the student loan forgiveness because for the Feel Good Friday, or it was positive call out, one of the two, but they had said, hey, I went and checked and $140,000 in student loans, gone. How cool is that, huh? Wow. 
Uh, he said, yeah, so it must have been the uh, call him out. Because on Monday's show, the topic of student loan forgiveness came up. One important piece of context was missing interest for many people who qualify for student loan payments after 20, 30 years, depending upon their plan. They may have been paying off interest for that entire time. They must make payments every month for the entire time. But for many people, they have paid more interest to the government than their loans are even worth. So interest rates are astronomical, and that's why people can make loan payments for 20 to 30 years and not see their loan amount go down at all. I think it was Barack Obama. Wasn't he, like, paying on his? He was 50. He's still paying on a student loan. He was, like, the president. You're like, wait, what? What the heck's going on? That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. There was, yeah, one president or somebody like that of his ilk. So no taxpayers are not exactly footing the bill for student loan forgiveness, and the government still makes a pretty profit on the forgiven loans usually. I'm not trying to contribute any argument or vitriol about whether it's right or wrong. It's just an important piece of context that gets missed in these conversations. Thank you for that. I do love the context. Because too often context is left out of a lot of these stories today. I remember I paid off my student loans and I'm like, holy shit, this is great. And then they kept giving me a bill again. And they were still charging me. That was easy to figure out. That didn't take about three and a half fucking years to get. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Isn't done. It? And mm-hmm. then they owed me the money back. That was easy to get as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, one comment in the chat room. Yeah, predatory loans need to be illegal. I don't even know what that is, but I can imagine that. It's when you take advantage of people that are like, you know, a student. Yeah. Like, why would we be taking advantage of a student? And and making it harder for them, yeah. it just well, people just not, that have no money should not be taxed yeah. and and given so much bigger bills. It doesn't make any sense. And then you have people that are so rich and their tax bill is zero. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, it it is. There's a lot of uh, unbalanced things financially in our society. That Somebody bounces a check corrected. and then you charge them thirty five dollars. That's mm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's so not cool. Yeah. You forget to pay your credit card, your Hulk Hogan credit card. They try to fuck you over that way. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) And uh, Jesse, I guess, with some context on the uh, story we talked about with the uh, valuation of uh, Mar-a-Lago, just um, that is uh, a story where Trump is on trial in New York. They can, I guess, if you've done what they believe to be shady valuations on your property. The state can bring something up, and they had valued Mar-a-Lago at, uh, like, 18. Now, the story that I had read, it, they said that it was the judge that had valued at $18 million. Trump had valued it at $600 million. and there were other people in Palm Beach. The story I read in the Sun Sentinel was that some other people on Palm Beach were kind of freaking out because they're like, wait a minute, if this gets levied in, then people are going to question the valuations on all these properties. It is definitely worth more than 18. Yeah, Come on. Of course it is. That yes. judge has some kind of motivation that's not on the up and up. Well, Jesse's trying to say that that was a number that Trump had used for tax purposes. Then he used the inflated number to value Mar-a-Lago to get loans at better rates, and that's the problem. So oh. if, that, yeah, if that was it. <laughs> well, if that's the, it, then, then right. yeah, that is illegal. The story I had said gave the credit of the $18 million figure to the judge, though, so... I, I don't know. But, yeah, that, that would change things if that's the case. But I'll do a deeper dive into that story today to try to understand it. Yeah, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't say on taxes it's only worth $18 million, And then when you go to get the property appraised for, like, resale value, say it's worth $600 million. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's not 
mm-hmm. on the up and up. So, yeah, so my bringing it up is not to get into politics. It's to get into property Fact. valuation on Palm Beach, which, you know, that's what I find fascinating. I always read those articles they have, you know, when people put homes up for sale, what they go for, and then they do that little tour inside the home. It's just it's unreal because, you know, my wife and I would do that Saturday morning walk on Palm Beach. and We'd seen that amazing house. It was the Estee Lauder mansion, and they had kind of a compound where they had four houses, and it was right there buddied up right Close to the breakers. The back side of the breakers. Yeah, on the side of it. The house was amazing. We're sitting there talking about how awesome would it be to have that house because you're right on the ocean. It has this huge lawn right there. And then the motherfuckers tore the house down. It was a beautiful house. I'm like, what the hell? It's crazy. They tear down perfectly good houses to build bigger, badder houses. And to me, it's like mind-numbing that they would tear down a perfectly good house just to build a better one. It's just so unrelatable to me. that me it, too. It, it always blows my mind when I read those stories. So I find it fascinating. Spoken like two Republicrats. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, can't you just... I see where they pick up houses and they put them on a truck and move them. Why can't you pick that house up, put it on a truck, and move it somewhere yeah. so somebody else can live I in it? Know. Like how they did the uh, Blue Anchor Bar. Yes. Right. I know you're talking about Rebuild yeah. it somewhere else. Like, it just feels like such a waste to me. Right. They bulldozed it. You yeah. could technically do that. I mean, it's been done before, so it's not like you can't well, do it. I don't it. know. Maybe you get to a certain size, and at that point you can't. Because if you're going to move it, they couldn't. I don't know how many – that house is so big, you probably would have had to chop it into 12 different pieces to fit on a road. You can't – because the one – I saw them moving a house because they're doing that in downtown West Palm now, some of those old historic homes because they're clearing out for you know more towers. Yeah. And they one of the houses, I saw them moving it, and it was, it was small enough that you could drive it down the road. Like that, that SD Louder mansion, you couldn't drive down a road. It but you could fit. take it apart in pieces – and you could re-put it back together. That's what I'm saying. You would have to chop it into 12 pieces if you would have done it. I, it was I, that big. Well, what if you did that and then you donated it and then you get a tax break? Like, that wouldn't be advantageous financially? Yeah, I don't know. It's always so weird because, you know, the weird thing about that house, they plunked it down in the neighborhood and they're building all around it. There's a thing, and a friend of mine told me, that if you use a portion of an old house that – and just build around it, then you get such a tax break. That's why rich people are so smart and they get such great deals. I'm like, I don't even understand that crap. That's people, crazy. People are making fun of us, saying you just can't move a house like that. You, 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 but I, I thought you were able to. Can't move a house. Yeah, you probably couldn't. That's probably why they tore it down. But I'm saying technically, couldn't you, though, if you like how they did with the, the blue anchor? Just you have to restore it a bit. And that's if why you wanted to keep some of that's it. That's why I think at a certain point there's a size to it where they're like, it's not worth it. You can't do it. It would be too yeah. much. Size that, matters. That's why I think that one house that I saw was a yellow house from downtown West. Paul, they did move over into uh, one of those neighborhoods off Dixie. Oh, they moved that little yellow house. Yeah, they did move that one. So I, I know saw the one you're talking that. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had if I had the money and and said mm-hmm. I'll get all this money, I want to take the house I have in Palm Beach Gardens. I want the same thing. I want to move it, take it out, and br- put it out in, in some land out there in Oregon. Same walls and everything. Could that technically happen, or that's impossible? Bird, you're speaking crazy again. I know they move houses. They move historic houses. So Mm. if they can move a historic house, they could move your house, which was built like in the 50s or 60s, right? 61, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they could. Haunting. I think where there's a will, there's a way. And it just breaks my heart when you see these gorgeous mansions leveled by a bulldozer. Well, it's, it's crazy. And that's why I was saying, you know, we need a, a recorrection in our society because, yeah, you got people that are tearing down mansions and then you drive a half a mile away and you got 50 people sleeping in a park. Exactly. You know? This is, is crazy. There is something sad when you see someone tore down. There was a place I loved in Lake Park called Blizzards and Blizzards and Burgers. And we would go there. It's all, always a food place with him. We'd always go there. <laughs> They'd have one queen cheeseburger. The guy was always real sweaty and just worked his ass off. And it was uh, such good food. And I remember yeah. being a little kid going. Because the salt from the sweat. It was just it was oh it was so nineteen eighties bad for you kind of food where yeah. you could just feel your health diminishing. That's how good it was. <laughs> and they knocked it down as a kid. I remember being all sad about it. Mm. But it was more than just me looking at my one of my favorite places going. There was just a sadness about seeing something get knocked down. It's the end of an era kind of a feeling. And when it's a perfectly good building, then it doesn't sit well. Like, can't it be rehomed? And I would do anything to have some blizzards and burgers. Wouldn't that be cool to just take that blizzards and burgers and, like, put it somewhere? And I wonder, too. If you had a big piece of property. If I had that burger right now, does it taste as good as I thought it did? Or does it taste like shit? Is it all memories? You know, you know what I that's, mean? That's the thing. We always talk about that. You have those. And we talk about with the movies and TV shows and songs. And you can definitely do it with food. Is it really as good as what you imagine? Nostalgia taste buds. Mm. Yeah, was, it that, yeah. was it so good because I was so early in my cheeseburger career? I guess there's no way to know because they knocked the motherfucker down. And just like anything, yeah. the, the more the more you go through life, the more jaded you get. You, you don't... The shine wears off. So mm-hmm. have you already gone through your best cheeseburger years? Have burgers gotten way better? Is it nostalgia? Is it shitty burgers? I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's too big. It's too big. Atoll Vodka is delicious. It's basically the only vodka I've ever had that you can have it on the rocks and just sip it and not make a face. That's the great thing about Atoll Vodka. It's a crisp citrus finish on a delicious vodka. Grab some for yourself today. Atoll Vodka. I got it at Star Liquors right there on Indian Town Road in the public shopping center all the way east. But you can also go online at mashandgrape.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next coming years. You know, we've talked about that. What restaurant would you give amnesty to that wouldn't disappear because, uh, you know, the way... People are gobbling up the properties now and changing things. You know, we were talking earlier this week or just yesterday about the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. That is going to be going away, and that's going to be a new kind of city place that they're going to be setting up with apartments and restaurants and hotels. We should reach out to our friend Teresa over there and and just check on her and make sure she's okay because she's been there since we've been here. And they've been so kind to us Mm -hmm. over the years. Teresa, all the marketing people, like... 
They are so good to us, the and we fact, love them. Yeah, the fact that they're keeping the uh, that the Roonies are going to hold on to the gambling part of that because it's a license uh, it makes me hopeful that they'll find uh, a paramutual in a way that they can employ everybody at the kennel club. What does a bird got to do to get rusty? How can I get rusty? Great question. Let's talk. Ter- oh, oh, Teresa would be a good place rusty. to start. The, 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 the little thing there comes chewy. Rusty around the edge. Oh, around. Around. Yeah. yeah the what are they going to do with that? Oh, they probably still don't have it, though, because they don't do any dog racing anymore. No, I, I think they there. do. I think they do, do they? have it. Because they were doing, like, um, bring your own dog dog racing. I bet oh, they, they okay. have a bunch of shit. Would be cool. That's what I would love to see. What Before they demo getting it, rid of. can we take some stuff? It, uh, I have a buddy who specializes, especially in local stuff here in Palm Beach County. My buddy JR mm-hmm. at his shop out there in Lake Park, Kelsey Vintage Goods. He kind of, uh, he's got all like Lake Worth uh, historical stuff, Lake Park, gardens, Jupiter stuff. He's got a whole section yeah. of historical shit you can buy. Okay. There's not much of that stuff out there. It's kind of cool to see. It's very it's cool. Got shit from the 50s and 40s that mm-hmm. you go, oh, man, that's what, that's what West Palm looked like back then. It's it's weird looking. Yeah, it, it is kind of interesting to see, and you know, just the time we've been here, it's amazing how much it's changing, and it's changing faster than ever now. So, oh, man. you blink, you if if you left and came back in five years, you'd be like, oh wait, where am I? What? Yeah, that's yeah. how it is when I go home to New Orleans, and I go back to my old neighborhoods, like where all the strip malls and stuff were. They're totally different. Like, I don't know where I am. I just mm. talked to my dad yesterday. He went to Pennsylvania to his hometown, and he went, he visited his, his childhood house. Yeah. And the people were very cool and let him walk in and all that. Wow. And it was a nice house growing up. Yeah. He said it turned into a dump. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was it weird kind of seeing it look like that? They just let him walk right in? Yeah. The, Pennsylvania, it's the... It is the fucking country. I, Leechburg, Pennsylvania. I just feel like they're they're that those kind of people. They're trusting people. They are. They're they're trusting. They just let them walk right in. Yeah. Huh. Well, we're talking about other things that uh, people can't afford. Uh, some of the ticket prices for different things. Just wondering about uh, what was going on with the valuation they were doing on some of the Inter Miami tickets and the fact that Lionel Messi hasn't played for many matches. So what is happening with that? And uh, Brett, who's given us some explanations on the soccer tickets, was saying the tickets on resale were going for as low as $58 a day before the game. So those were secondary markets that people were trying to get, the like $5,000 for seats and all that. But even official tickets are going for about 100 bucks. That's not cheap, but it's not the crazy number that gets talked about. So even in Messi's third or fourth game when he was playing, it was possible to buy official tickets for less than 200 bucks. Admittedly, this is for home games only. I'm not sure what the ticket price is looking for, like for away games. I know in Los Angeles they were crazy when he played there. So that was uh, pretty insane. And then the question was, I had seen some people on Twitter bitching about what Inter-Miami wants now next year for season tickets. And some people were saying, well, is the dude going to play or not? So what's going on? Yeah, it makes a big difference because mm-hmm. if he is going to play, then the price goes up. But if he's not playing, the price goes down to below 50 bucks. Yeah. If I was the goalie and you had five shots to get it in the net, yeah. what do you go? Did you go five for five against me or do I block some shit against you? As if we are right now, if we went on a soccer field right now, I haven't been on a soccer field in such a long time. Mm-hmm. I say I block three of that shit. I think you get two in. I say you don't block any of them. 
and I say I get one in, and that's only because I'm a shitty kicker. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the goal goal completely four times. (laughs) (laughs) And then the one time I get it by the goal, it just goes whiffing right by you. I think that's a pretty accurate I think it'd be report. such a poor demonstration of athletic ability. <laughs> that or our karate tournament we did. That was a poor display of athletic ability. <laughs> that, was, way, that was live on the air. That was ridiculous. Boy, we did some shitty radio. Uh, yeah, so anyway, thank you very much. Uh, Brett goes on to... Uh, Offer up more explanations on soccer and why they do things like tournaments in the middle of a season and all that kind of stuff and uh, salary caps and all that. So thank you very much. It does uh, help that uh, you're giving me that because I do need to get that caught up on my soccer knowledge. I feel like, honestly, it's one of those things. It's you got to elevate your knowledge. It's going to become a bigger sport in America. I mean, just look how our demographics are changing. I'm just saying, someone getting some traction in the chat room. I think people want to see the one-on-one soccer match between the Ralston versus the Bird. Yeah, you think people are asking for that? I, well, I saw three comments. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all I needed. Sign him up. Yeah, it'd be funny to watch this. It'd be so bad. <laughs> it would be so bad. It's not hard to do. It's pretty easy. No, we can do that. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We'll get a little bit of time. Uh, another thing, too, always uh, trying to upgrade my knowledge of Espanol. And there was um, a list from Daily Mail. They went off on what they said every country used predominantly for the term boobs. And I did not know. I was just asking. And uh, Elizabeth, she said, uh, Kevin, uh, you were wrong about the boobs Brazilian nickname. Well, I'm just going with what they had said it was. They never use milk containers as a nickname for boobs. That would translate to Hara de Lete. That would get you slapped in the streets for saying that. We use Maleo Grande, big melons, or Peito Grande, big breast, or Melancia Gostosa, delicious watermelons. Would it turn you on? I feel like titty is more sexual, like, oh, you know, oh, play with my tits. Or but I, th- I think melons is almost kind of comical. You know what I mean? If, if a girl's like, oh, Jaybird, suck at my melons. It almost kind of sounds yeah, like we're doing there's a, a, a lot of jokey. There's kid kind of sounding terms. Like what is, what would turn a woman up? What would be the phrase that you would use if you're in the bedroom, Virginia? Vanilla Vanna over here? She- Whatever. You don't know what I got cooking. I mean, would it, would it just be breasts? Would it be your boobs? Would it be your tits? What would you say if you wanted to be sensual in the bedroom? Some what would get, you call them? Some women get turned on by the word tits. I think tits is the most carnal and sexual. Yes, I think okay, that can turn. Okay, let me turn, see them titties. I think it's going to turn me on now. Okay. <laughs> Boy, Show him your titties, Kev. Pop him a Viagra and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me- melons is too comical. Jugs. Yeah. Hey, Jaybird. Sucking my jugs. Okay. Waka waka. Okay. What about tatas? Uh, uh, I like puppies. Play with my. That's still kind of. Com- I think tits really is. Tits and maybe even boobs, I guess. But yeah, I think. T- see, tits is more. Boobs is almost a, I don't know. Boobs is almost a word that I don't feel is necessarily always sexy. It's not. It's really not. But I think some people who are not comfortable with tits yeah. would say boob. Tits, it, to me, 
feels like it's finely formed and isn't attractive because, you know, not all breasts necessarily are. And I feel like it's kind of like the whole, like, Danny versus Dan. Yeah. Titty is comical. Tit is carnal. See what I'm saying? I do. Like, when you say milk jugs, I'm thinking, like, a lactating pregnant woman, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's I'm, not, yeah. I, I don't think I can, I don't know if there's another word that's set, like, sexy. Udders? No. Mm, no, udders? No. Oh, Jay Bird, yeah, stick out my pillows? No. <laughs> Even fun bags. Fun bags. It just sounds like they're big old. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Nah. So we agree. Tit is the one carnal word. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think titty works best. Give us tit. Tit. But titty's a little bit. A little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got uh, an email from Jason. He said, you guys were talking about that new feature. I think it was on a Chrysler or something like that, where you could put your purse in the dash. And what features would you want? He said, there was a guy in Pompano about 30 years ago. He had a store called 007, and he used to put all kinds of, like, James Bond-type stuff in cars. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's called, like, aftermarket upgrades. Yeah. And that stuff is cool. He did a flip-down license plate, smoke screens, even a nail drop. What? The best of which he had secret compartments. Some of the compartments were even vacuum sealed and airtight so drug dogs couldn't smell the contraband in there. Whoa. The way they opened was even cool. You couldn't just hit a switch and it would open. The AC had to be on a certain temperature. The left turn signal had to be on, and then you would hit the toggle switch to open it. That is some James Bond stuff. Isn't that cool? I just love secret compartments. I want to build a tunnel or a secret door in my house so bad. That is so cool. He said he did a Dodge Caravan where the whole dash moved up to be able to put numerous bricks of a certain substance in there. Then he got caught and was sent to federal prison. It was crazy. Damn. Oh, yeah, if, if you get caught, you're in trouble. But if they don't catch you, secret compartment, secret rooms. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to make something secret in my house, even if it's a just a, a secret microwave. I don't know, just something that's. Hey, you look been, at this. It's a painting. No, it's not. It's a fucking microwave. You've been keeping any secret lovers? Uh, zero time for. Barely time to barely time to masturbate. <laughs> I'm off my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Got an email from uh, Becky uh, about situation we read today. I think it was the stepsister had a teacher that kept bringing her over and holding her hand and praying for her and yeah holding the kids hands yeah. and then having like a quiet intimate moment just the two of them that's creepy yeah it felt like a grooming type situation a lot of people felt and you know just from what i've seen uh growing up in the church it it i, I think and even people other people who were church going people were like yeah that that it doesn't sound right. It sounds like more of a groomer type situation. Unfortunately, a lot of people will do that. They use the guise of it being religious or, you know, something evoked from God to do their sinister acts. And uh, Becky said, yeah, you need to email a counselor and administrator so it can't be ignored and covered up. He may stop with your daughter or your stepsister because she's protected and communicates with you, but he'll then move on to another child. So by him waiting until other people aren't around, he's being sneaky he knows it's wrong. He should be kicked out of the school system so other creeper teachers see that there is zero tolerance for private time with kids. You have to set an example for the 
uh, sister so that she recognizes predatorial behavior. Yeah. It's weird. Anytime, like, like I told you, that's happened, happened to me and my buddies where someone came up and just out of the blue said, we'd like to pray for you guys. It's an awkward feeling because not everyone's into that. And even if you are into praying, which I, I am into mm-hmm. doing that or a form of meditation, it's a private thing for me at times, you know, and yeah. I, I like to be kind of alone. So to kind of th- throw that on anybody is bizarre. Yeah, I, it's not a flex that I would go with. And I, I would recognize a lot of times you're going to make people very uncomfortable with that. And, you know, to me, look, you can pray for somebody from a distance. Uh, so. Uh, that is, like I said, you know, on the regular show, the one thing that I had heard, and there are some interesting stories on it that I've heard uh, through churches throughout the years, is some people, for some reason, all of a sudden feel compelled to give somebody some money, and then they will. They'll be like, you know, I don't know. I just, I felt like God told me to give you this $100 or whatever. And it was kind of, you know, some of those stories are kind of amazing. So that, hey, look, so maybe once come up, yeah, God told me to give you 100 bucks. to be like, cool, peace. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm not sure if a lot of people would complain on that one. That person did bring up a valid point that I didn't think about a second ago. I was thinking, yes, I would go confront that teacher that was praying with my kid. But you're right. If I confront that teacher and now they don't pray with my kid anymore, they're going to move on to a new victim. And then I'm at fault for not exposing that predatory behavior to the administration. The administration needs to know they have a teacher that's doing this. Yes. I didn't think about it like that. You're also not allowed to pray in public schools. I I think it's against the guidelines. You're not supposed to mix that. You're not supposed to lead prayer. That's what I mean. Yes, that's what I meant. Uh, You know, and it's... It's kind of something they're still trying to sort out even through the Supreme Court on just what you can do because there was a coach, a football coach, that was praying with his players. And I think he got fired, but then he got his job back. And so, you know, that's, you know, kind of if you're at a secular or just a regular public school, it's kind of a tricky thing. But if you want to sit at your desk and pray and all that, they will not stop you from that. Oh, that I remember when I played on a baseball team, there was – a group of the guys that wanted to pray, and there was probably like five that didn't, mm-hmm. and it was right before the game. And the one praying team was kind of being prey bullies, and <laughs> which say, Jesus would not approve of. Say, we pray as a team. We're gonna do oh, it as a team. We're all yeah. gonna pray together. That's and, tough. And the fire, like, we're not fucking praying. Jesus bullies. It was Jesus bully. <laughs> so now you got this Jesus fight prayer thing, yeah. and we were. Like, oh, and five. I don't at the think time. that's the way Jesus would want it. No. Typically, what you see is there's, and especially in college football, there's a lot of guys that will pray. What they do is when they run out of the tunnel, they'll run down to their end zone. They'll take a knee, they'll say their prayer alone, and then they'll go over to their sideline. And so you, you get, you send the statement, you make your prayer, and then you go hang with your team. But you're not forcing anyone on the team to pray with you. Have you ever been at an uncomfortable dinner? Where the family loves prayer and you're there. Yeah. And they ask you mm. to lead the prayer. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, no, they should not. Again, that's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Like, there's, there's so many religious people that just, like, what are you doing? I think that happens, though, man. No, that's, that's crazy. You would. I mean, we'll, we'll have that, you know, because we typically pray before we eat. And I, I keep them quick. And it is tough, you know, because sometimes we'll have some friends around, but I'm like, you know, excuse us real quick. And I just, you know. Do you always go with the same prayer or you kind of mix it up? It's normally pretty quick. Thanks for this food. Bless our bodies. Amen. That's about it. And then, you know, my buddy, Pastor Sean, he would just go to the king and point up and that would be his prayer. (laughs) 
And then someone got confused and they go, hey, I, I love Elvis too. Right. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're thanking Elvis for this. Thank you for the chop. veggies. Thank you for the meat. Thank you, God. Now, sh- yeah, let's eat. Is that, did you just make that up? That, would just, that work? Did you just make that up? As a religious prayer? I don't, I, I, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like God would chuckle. Well, I just feel like, you know, if God did make me. Gets my personality. Or she gets my personality. They would, I, entity gets my personality. Knows <laughs> I'm a smart ass. Another uh, thing we'd had about schools this week was banning cell phones, something that they're going to be doing in the UK and just how they're going to be doing that. Uh, Cesar from Green Acres, he said, cell phones shouldn't be banned, but they should be restricted. In my oldest high school, South Tech, most teachers have those plastic shoe racks you hang on a wall and they have the outside of each pouch numbered and a corresponding card insert with the same number. The student then puts their phone in when they arrive and they take that card insert out. And when class is over, they return the insert and take their phone. A program like this, I believe, works well and should be done across the board. We then had a lockdown three weeks ago with our middle schooler, and her cell phone was the only information we were getting, letting us know that she was okay. So they should be able to access them for emergencies. Yeah, that seems like a good compromise. Why not? Yeah, I mean, if the phone is there in the room, emergency happens, boom, kid gets phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, these, it's, it's a pretty simple thing, right? Should be. But, but is anything really truly simple? <laughs> no, because we're going to fight about everything. <laughs> Humans do love a fucking fight, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they're there yet, but, yeah, I think they do need to come up with something. Uh, Kelly had said, hey, what are your thoughts on melatonin for kids? Bad idea? I don't really know. I'm not the guy to ask for that. There was no a TikTok. This kid went to school and he was doing like art about like what happens at home after school. And he said, when my mom has a guy coming over, she gives us melatonin gummies. Yeah. <laughs> right. That melatonin that did not do anything to me. I think it makes kids sleepy. I'm sure it probably does kids because they're pure and innocent. They right. don't have all, you know. I just, it did nothing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a question for your pediatrician, so I do not know. Kids still getting down on Flintstone vitamins? Rocco takes them every day. So it is a thing. He doesn't like them because of the chalky taste, but he needs to take them because he was low in iron. Denny's got a vitamin that tastes like candy. It's really good. Okay, but yeah. you want to eat more and more, right. but if you do, I think you're going to crap yourself. I think so, yeah, because some of those vitamins, I know my parents used to get vitamin C, and I thought they were like the closest thing I'd get to candy, and I ate half a bottle and just shit my pants so hard. <laughs> I mean, just like it didn't stop. As Fat Kevin? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, just, just terrible. Yeah, cleansing of Fat Kevin. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible. He I unleashed. Just, I just want to hug that I kid. so bad. I think we had to get new carpet. It was just <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. And all you wanted was a snack. Yeah, that was it. Just <laughs> didn't, probably, didn't know when to say when. It was probably fun for the first 10 minutes. They're delicious. They were orange flavored. I get it. <laughs> I had a good time. Just got away from me. I learned a valuable lesson that day. <laughs> Uh, Panchita said, you've heard of maternity leave. Now there's grandternity leave for uh, grandparents. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense because, you know, you do have a lot of situations where maybe the grandparents are the primary caregiver. And if that's the case, you know, why not give them a little bit of time to get uh, adjusted? I love that. Yeah. So interesting concept. 
Well, you gave us a lot to think about today. Appreciate all your emails. You can always send them to us at mail at kbjshow.com. Damn, it's over? It's over, dog. Oh, just getting cooking. That's it. So, yeah. Tell the people to send more emails, man. Ugh, I still got pumpkin in my teeth. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, not pumpkin teeth. Oh, boy. What are we going to do, bird? I lost a tooth. Oh, no. Get the, <laughs> oh, get the emergency oh, floss. Oh, do- if you keep talking, we're going to bring out that lemon again. No. Oh, what? No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, y'all have a good day. Goodbye.